Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm great. Can you believe we are pretty much at the end of 2021? Is it is it over finally? Didn't we like do this at the end of 2020? We're like, thank God this year's over. And now we're a year later and it's like, thank God this year's over too. <laughs> One day we'll be like, oh no. This <laughs> year was supposed to be the makeup for last year, but it was just more of the same. We're not, I would like to get to a year where we're not trying to barrel through it because we don't want what's going on in it, you know? Yeah. I'm still like trying to make up for not getting my resolutions done from 2020 because of the pandemic. Hey, if you had if you had resolutions from like 2020, you're better than me because I'm stuck in 2013 that I haven't finished. So you're doing good. (laughs) Well, I'm it's not my fault. My resolutions didn't get met because my resolutions were to start traveling more. (laughs) You did. You did travel this year. I uh well I guess that's true. I did travel this year. I did yeah. a couple of trips. But not to like foreign countries like I wanted, but um but it was very nice to travel and visit family again for the first time in a year or a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That that was that was a good point of the year. So let's talk about the year. What happened to you in 2021? Highlights, lowlights, changes, obviously? Yeah, uh well going back to early in the year, I launched my game early in the year. And uh, kind of the first version of it, we learned a lot from uh, WordCursion launching, and we're still working on it. We did some up, we did some enhancements, and we're working on doing some more enhancements. And uh, you know, it, it it showed a lot of promise. It didn't take off like I'd hoped, but it was all very encouraging because it seems like people wanted to like the game, but they didn't. <laughs> oh no! What do you mean? The game is a, it's a good game and and the ads worked and we had tons of downloads. I had over 8,000 downloads of the game this year. Uh, it's, it's when um, we stopped advertising, people kind of wandered away from it. It didn't stick, stick with them very much. Um, the people who play it still play it. We still have, you know, uh, some loyal players keep playing it and we still get a few new downloads, but we learned that the game wasn't sticky enough, if you get what I mean. And yeah. I think you mentioned this because the game is a head to head game. You have to play with somebody else. And you said, I think you once at one point you told me I would play your game if I could play it by myself. Well, I mean, or if I could or if I could play with somebody and not necessarily have to do it in real time. I mean, not that yours is in real time, but yeah. Well, the the delay is, I think, part of the problem is when when you play our game, each person takes a turn and you have to wait for the other person. And there's no time limit on that. So we decided what we're going to do and what we're hoping to do in the coming year is to create uh, two more games based on the same idea. One's a solo game where you can play yourself, kind of against the computer, so to speak, and kind of a I don't want to say Tetrisy kind of uh, game um, that'll just be for the casual player who wants to play while they're riding on the bus or waiting for the doctor or whatever it is. Uh, it's the game you can pick up and play anytime. You don't have to wait for someone else to play against. And then the third game is going to be a head-to-head game like the first game, but it's going to be very time limited where you have to play live 
Um, and it's almost like uh, real time. There where you're, you're playing as quick as you can. So there's oh. a little more time pressure. And that's going to be a lot more competitive. And we're going to do stuff like have leagues and tournaments and mm-hmm. prizes and stuff. So we're going to get people playing from all over the world to win prizes. And I think that that's going to be kind of the e-sport version of the game is what I want to oh, get to. Oh, that's cool. We're going to do some stuff to fix the, the game version, the original game. Yeah. To make it more um, user-friendly and make people you know who like it continue to play it and, and, and hopefully bring more people to it. Um, we can fix some of the issues with it. And then we're going to work on these other other projects as well. So that's my big year-long history of my game. Oh, that's nice. And the nice thing about that last part is at least when you are playing with somebody in real time, you know you guys both want to be there instead of like right. somebody losing interest because the other person didn't play for a while and then, you know, the game's yeah. just lost. Yeah, we needed to add like a little nudge thing like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, how come you haven't played? Because we don't have that now. So people could forget and just never come back to it. Yeah. So just some simple things like that will hopefully improve the experience. So that was my big thing for the year. Um, I was part of Get It Made X, which is a LA-based writing uh, group that um, produces short films based on the uh, the members' uh, short scripts. So they the group works together to help us uh, polish and come up with five minute scripts. And then the company um, does contests throughout the year and, and then picks winners to make their films. So I was part of that, and it was a really great experience, and I'm thinking of getting involved in that again uh, now that I have some time. The people were great in there. I just was so stretched out with the games. I, I didn't have much time to work on it. Isn't so I'm going to be doing LA-based. Hmm? Isn't it LA-based, though? Or well, is it the, anywhere? the members can be anywhere. The members oh, okay. are all over. It's very virtual. They have a whole online community kind of thing, and it's very virtual. But the, the the organization's based out of L.A. and they have L.A. based filmmakers involved in the in the in the groups, producers mm-hmm. from, you know, actual who experience in TV and film. Um, are your mentors and it's uh, and and there's a production company based in L.A. that works with them that helps with all the production side of it. So it's a, a really good experience. And uh, I'm getting ready to jump back into that. I've actually written a new script to go back into that with for a different TV pilot I worked on. And good on you, because I know one of the things you said was you never had time to write because you were so busy trying to survive in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and now you have time to write again. Yeah, I really do. That's the, the, one of the biggest changes this year, obviously, is that I decided to move back to Cleveland. Chagrin Falls, Ohio, the picturesque uh, hamlet here on the east side of Cleveland. And um, I love it. It's great. I feel so decompressed. and. <laughs> Just um, the quiet alone is great because where I where we live, we're literally in the woods and um, there's no helicopters or sirens or uh, guys riding their motorcycles up and down the driveway. So it's really great. <laughs> and I have my own laundry in the in the house so I can Ooh. do my laundry. Yeah, I have all these benefits that just make life so much easier and take the stress off. And and, you know, people you talk about people, writers going off on um what do they call them? Getaways, like retreats, writing yeah. retreats to get away from it. And I've kind of done that, but kind of on a semi more permanent basis. <laughs> and uh, it's really been great. Yeah, I feel much more motivated to work on these things. I think I'm going to be taking my TV pilot I wrote for the Dust Bunnies concept, that, you know, my animated show. Oh, and yeah. I th- I'm starting to think I need to extend that out into a feature. So I might just start with what I've started with and kind of write the rest of it as the rest of it being a feature film. So I've got these projects I'm definitely going to get started on. I'm very excited about it. 
yeah, it's, it's been a big change, but it's, uh, it's going great. Um, can't complain except for the weather. <laughs> That's definitely, definitely the, the thing I have to get used to. You know what I will say though, in regards to the weather, uh, cause I come from a, you know, a winter state as well. And I forget, I think it was, I was talking to my husband about it and he, we were talking about all the big artists that came out of Ireland. And I said, you know why? It's because like at least half the year you guys are stuck inside because it's so cold and rainy and, and you don't want to go out. So you just create. So it's good for you that you have winter for so long because you're, you're stuck mm-hmm. inside. You're just going to sit there and create because you don't want to go out in the snow. Well, also, yeah. And being where I am in Cleveland, um, there's not as much to do, to be honest, at least in the winter. So there's not as much temptation to go wander off. In L.A., I was always surrounded by so much stuff to do and so much busyness that I was always distracted. There was always, there was always something else to do. So now I can focus and do what I need to do to mm-hmm. get back to producing. I think I actually wrote more when I was, before I moved to LA than I did while I was in LA over nine years. It's, isn't that crazy? But you know, the funny ironic thing about that is, and I'm not saying that you weren't a good writer to start, but you probably honed your skills coming out here because you saw what the industry wanted, which you mm-hmm. might not have known if you had never left. Oh, I totally don't regret moving to LA. It definitely gave me a huge education. Uh, Obviously the ability to network and participate in, you know, so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the reasons I moved back here were personal. It didn't have to, it really didn't have to do with LA or the industry at all. It was, there's some family things and some stuff. It's kind of been, um, you know, sad moving away from my friends and the nice weather. But uh, it's been very positive as far as getting me back into my creative mode and and getting more progress. Very cool. How about you? How's your year gone? Wow. You published a book, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm trying to think of like what happened in the beginning of the year. So, yeah, in March, I published my first novel and also my scripted podcast celebrated its one year anniversary. And I think the thing I learned the most this year is like, I hate promo, but you have to do it, you know, especially if you don't hire someone to do it for you. And I didn't realize because I'm used to the film industry and, you know, promo with that is very quick and it's right on the heels of, you know, when the film's going to open. But a book promo takes quite some time and it's a very long lead time. And I didn't know that. And I'm working on my second book right now. And ironically, because of some things that happened over the summer, I got sidetracked from finishing it on time. I was hoping to actually publish it by now. And it's probably going to be early next year if I can get that first draft done. But the nice thing about it is it gives me a longer time to promote it the longer I take on this book. So (laughs) I'm trying to be gentle with myself about deadlines. And, you know, the only deadline I have is the arbitrary one in my head, obviously. But it would be nice to start, you know, pumping out more content. And, you know, I'm trying to do stuff on YouTube and and all this stuff. And it's just you do find yourself getting stretched thin. It's good and it's bad. I like being busy. And you know this. I get very sad when I don't have any work (laughs) of any kind. I get so sad. But then you get stressed when you're busy. (laughs) I do get stressed when I'm busy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should hire an assistant or something. I don't know. You kind of go to extremes there. Yeah. I think that's anybody in entertainment, though. We get really sad when it's quiet, and then we, like, freak out when it's really busy. Yeah. 
So how about you? Any lessons you learned from leaving L.A.? or Lessons I learned from leaving L.A.? Um, do it what before your car registration has to be renewed. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I had to renew my car registration in like September, and then I moved in October, so that's no fun. So, and car registration is expensive in LA. That's one thing I learned. Uh, what else? It costs twelve hundred dollars to ship a car across the country. If you ever want to do that, I I don't know. You know, moving's expensive, but uh, I think in the end it'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only about one month in at this point, right? A month and a half, almost two months. So have you gotten a really good sense of what the film industry is like out there and stuff? You know, I've been in touch with the director of the Film Commission here in Cleveland, and he he says it's growing tremendously. Um, There are several larger production companies with offices here in Cleveland now that are hiring crews and working with, you know, productions coming to town. So on that side of the business, it's definitely going well. Cleveland State set up their own uh, film school, so that's getting that's going really well. I haven't been down there to check it out to see what they got as far as facilities go, but you know there's a lot happening, even with um, things you know being kind of slower because of the pandemic. It's it's you know alive and well. There's actually a company I was hoping to meet with that does distribution of films right here in Cleveland, uh, mm-hmm. and they work with a lot of indie film producers. And, you know, mostly working with streaming with the streamers at this point. Since I want to make a film, I might, you know, try to get down there and do like a little interview with them. Maybe we could have them come on the podcast, actually. It would be kind of interesting to hear about that part of the business. You know, about uh, independent film, uh, filmmaking and film distribution would be really cool. So, yeah, so there's a lot going on here and I'm pretty uh, excited to get involved in it as things go forward. I guess right now it's probably too soon to tell just because you've only been there for a month. And also, I can't imagine many things shoot in the winter. They have had some holiday type, you know, things filmed here, but you know, I don't know what what's going on recently. I would assume that summer is more appropriate for filming in Cleveland. You know, they say we have a saying in Ohio, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute, it'll change. So we don't have that <laughs> that um, rock solid um you know, sunny and 80 every day kind of weather in L- as L.A. has. So it's a little uh, a little more uh, varied, but uh, I think more production does happen in the spring and summer here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I <laughs> We stepped on each other, and now I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. Sorry. It's funny, I'm not really sure how 2022 will shape up in the industry. I'm sure you saw that recent Hollywood Reporter article that pilot season is pretty much gone as we know it because of streaming and because of the pandemic. And so like right now in the fall season would be episodic season is what they call it for actors anyway. And then pilot season in January. I think it's just everything's getting shot and bought whenever. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of on a constant, you know, grind. But the problem is there's less that there's buying. It's, oh, a, it's constant, yeah. but they're buying less. And it seems like the, the streamers are going back to the same people over and over again. So it's similar to broadcast in that respect is now that they've partnered up, they partnered up with various companies and producers that they're kind of getting this, um, you know, rotation where they finish one show and they go on to another one. 
Mm-hmm. So the opportunities for indep- you know, new stuff and independent stuff are, are a little tougher, I think, or you know, at least the same as they were before. You know, we thought that this boom in streaming was going to create a huge boom and need for content, which it does, but it hasn't really. I don't know that it's translated into opportunities. Not really. I guess that's a question for maybe an agent or something. We should have a new a- another agent yeah. on the show. And I think it it's one of those you got to wait and see how it plays out. I think. I think it's like this weird thing where it did create a need for more content, but because there was such a backlog because of the pandemic and stuff wasn't getting filmed, you know, it's like they didn't need as much content as they thought because they had such a glut of it from before. Well, yeah, they took the they took the pandemic to to kind of stock up, I think, and buy up stuff, too, that was available. So now that. We we heard about it earlier this year that all the studio space was packed because there was so much backlog production. So now it's just a matter of getting things produced. And still, it's things are happening a little slower than they do because now they have to deal with COVID compliance and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's a little trickier. And that's that's going to change, too, with the new variant out there, because just as Hollywood was beginning to ramp up production again, and you could see union sets, they will go heavy on the COVID protocol, non-union, not so much. So you were beginning to kind of see a shift back to like 2019 production, uh, production, like how people, I don't know how you would say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like how capacity kind of thing, not capacity, but how people did things in 2019 where it would be like last minute and they didn't need you to test because you, you know, didn't need to test. Things like that. Whereas when you do the COVID protocols, you have to have a longer lead time because people have to test. You got to wait for the test. So I was seeing it in non-union productions where they'd be like, hey, can you be on set tomorrow? That's like a 2019 thing. But because Mm -hmm. of the variants, now they're kind of switching back to, okay, now we got to slow everything down, more lead time to do production, things like that. Yeah, I don't know how the vaccine um, stuff played into that as well. Like if you were vaccinated, did that make it, you know, make the set more loose so to speak or did you have to still get tested and stuff like that that's i don't know what happened there it depends on the production union ones even if you're vaccinated they still want you to test and do everything like that you still follow the original protocol but non-union it was like 50 50 they'd be like oh test or they'd say hey do you have your vaccine card okay then it's fine and we don't need you to test come in in two days yeah, I don't even know about writers' rooms either. If if they are still going virtual at the moment, or if they've started to go into the studios, um, the offices for writers' rooms at this point, I haven't heard one way or the other on that. Yeah, same interest, here. Interesting to know. Which brings me to the other idea, or the other um, thing was the Writers Guild had their big um, standoff this year with the studios, and that's kind of resolved at this point. So that was good. At I feel the same like that time, was such a blip under the radar. Um, it took a long time, but it was kind of like uh, a war of attrition. Like yeah. after a while, the big agencies step one by one kind of signed on to, you know, a deal of some sort with the Writers Guild in- separately. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't like the Yahtzee strike where it was all, everybody was all on the same page at the same time. But the Writers even Guild that, was more of a. Even that the Yahtzee strike got averted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Although now, interestingly enough, Animation is ramping up. They're, I saw that. they're they're ramping up to get more. Um, I don't know. Is concessions the right word? They're they're ramping up to get more pay. <laughs> pay. Well, pay and and better everything for them, and which I mm-hmm. think is long overdue. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Going back to what we were talking about with the streaming and the volume and stuff. The one thing I don't think the Writers Guild addressed in their in their disputes, um, which is is kind of becoming a bigger issue as the the year round grind of production and and uh, hat continues, is how writers deal with that lack of a schedule and trying to book shows and trying to you know and how they're getting paid based on eight episode or ten episode or twelve episode seasons instead of the twenty four episode seasons. Yeah. That's a big difference. And uh, it's a lot, you know, I guess agents and managers would be one to talk to about that. We should be interesting to hear what they have to say is how are you managing your your client's schedule now that you're staffing them year round Mm -hmm. at different intervals? So that's, I think I put that on my wish list for uh, the new year as far as uh, as far as um, guests is to have somebody on to talk about that. If they even know the answers, because it's changing all the time, you know. Right. It's a definitely a, a flux kind of thing. So. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's kind of like one of the big uh, unanswered questions of the Writers Guild, you know, agency battle is what are we doing about that? We'll see what happens. You left Hollywood at an interesting time. There'll be a lot of changes. <laughs> I'll keep my eye on things. <laughs> I still get my Hollywood Reporter emails, so I'll... I'll keep an eye on things. I will say I am impressed at their journalism. Like, I swear they know things before even like the LA Times will report it because I'm getting all the little breaking news things to my inbox. And I'm like, how do they know about this? They are literally um, up to the minute almost. It Yeah. 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 They really have their finger on the pulse of what's happening. So kudos to you guys, Hollywood reporter. Good job. Happy New Year. (laughs) So what speaking of happy new year what do you see ahead in 2022 for you? Uh well I talked about you know getting back into uh, the get it made program writing a, trying to write a feature out of one of my pilots um I have my new pilot that I'm working on So I've got plenty of writing projects ahead of me and then all the game stuff uh, will hopefully be moving forward very soon Nice And, and with you? the game stuff do you have to redevelop anything or are you working with that team and they'll redevelop it No I'm using the same team it, it we basically be using kind of the engine we created for the first game and kind of building off of that so nothing we've done is lost or you know waste it's all kind of iterative at this point mm. Knock on wood hopefully the, there will be some investor in the near future Nice Yes and that will help me move forward with that If anyone would like to invest in Tom's game you can find him <laughs> on Instagram at <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom Loveman. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Tom underscore Loveman on Twitter. (laughs) Gosh, for me in 2022, well, I definitely, if this second book does not get out by 2022, then I've done something wrong. I will definitely have that first draft finished and hopefully edited and sent out. I'm actually talking to the artist right now about art for the next book. So yeah, so it's you were asking you were asking about reading the 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 first draft. I think four or five months ago. I think. Well, and, but to be fair, I got sidetracked. To be fair, it was supposed to be finished in July, and then we all know what happened in sure. July. So yeah, mm-hmm. but yes, it has been a while. And I've noticed, you know, this too. And I don't know if if other people are different in their writing. I think for me, it comes from being a former journalist. I have to plow through my writing for that first draft. If I put it down. Even for like two days, 
then I, I'm like, where was I going with this? And my brain is just shot. I have to plow through and work on it like every single day. So I'm probably one of those people that would really benefit from a writer's retreat or like a getaway. And I kind of want to do that sometime in the future because I miss traveling. I really do. And I would love to just pull up in some cabin in Vermont and like knock out a script or, you know, a book or something in two weeks and be like, yay, I got my first draft. So that is number one to do. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I'm trying to think what else I've been doing a lot of voiceover. I really want to upgrade my studio. I want to change that light. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I have a couple other like comedy scripts and stuff like that, that I need to sit down and finish writing. They don't take a lot. I mean, they're like two minute scripts, but it's just, again, sitting down and hammering it out. I just need to like be motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Just move out of LA like I did and you'll be fine. (laughs) Sometimes that change of scenery would, you know, help. Come to Cleveland. Come to Cleveland. <laughs> I might. I told you, uh, one of our mutual friends and, and I, we were thinking of just showing up and road tripping out there to see you. So. Yeah. Not now, not in the winter, but like, you know, when it's warmer <laughs> and there's no snow. But when there's snow, that's when you stay home and you're right. Good point. I think that's why Stephen King is so prolific, because he's from Maine. Does he still live there? I don't know. I think he lives oh, okay. in like, somewhere warm, like Florida or something now. Oh, uh, okay. But probably, yeah. I'll go see him in in uh in February. I'm going to Florida for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see, by then, I'll really need it. I was gonna say, even you, you're already done with the snow. You're like, get me out in somewhere warmer. I booked that flight before I even moved to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was gonna need to get out of Cleveland. Oh, that's funny. But it's good to be here, and I'm still here on the podcast, so I'm very happy we get to do this still. Yeah, me too. So, but we'll eventually get out there to see you as well. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Well, we hope all the rest of you have a wonderful end of 2021. And here's to an amazing new year. We'll see you in 2022.